Welcome to Confessing the Faith, a theological and devotional walk through the 1689 Baptist Confession of Faith. I'm your host, Sam Waldron, one of the pastors of Grace Reformed Baptist Church in Owensboro, Kentucky. I'm also the professor of systematic theology at Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. Today we'll be considering the subject of the perfection of Scripture. The perfection of scriptures is composed of the great twin attributes of the sufficiency and clarity of scripture. These twin attributes have vast and urgent applications to Christians today. In this last podcast on these attributes and on chapter one as well, let me enumerate some of those implications and several practical conclusions of great significance follow from the perfection, that is to say, the sufficiency and clarity of the scriptures. The first thing we ought to think about, it's a matter of great concern to Christians today and ought to be, is the centrality of the scriptures in Christian guidance. Christians are always asking, how can we know the will of God? Well, like the old commercial said, it's in there. The scriptures provide the key or secret to the discovery of God's will for our lives. They're able to do this because they are a sufficient and clear guide to the entirety of God's perceptive will for us. The wisdom clearly and completely contained in the scriptures enables us to order our lives in a wise and God-pleasing fashion. In the light of the scriptures and their wisdom, even such naughty decisions as those concerning college, vocation, even marriage, can be made clear. It is to the scriptures, therefore, that we must point those in need of the divine guidance promised in those same scriptures. See Psalm 25, which says, among other things, is that the secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. But another application is this. The perfection of scripture should obliterate all cynicism or skepticism with respect to the meaning or the proper interpretation of the scriptures. Even professing Christians, you will hear them say sometimes, Great men of God have differed. So how can I expect to be certain of the meaning of Scripture at this point? How often the objection is also raised. That's only your interpretation. Well, such objections actually presuppose the insufficiency and obscurity of Scripture. They're a denial of the perfection of Scripture. Uh, They're a denial that... uh, Scriptures are both clear and sufficient for our needs. They are a denial of the perfection of Scripture. They are an assertion that when God spoke, he muttered or stuttered or stumbled. Such ideas are clearly rooted in rebellion, ultimately against the God of Scripture and what Scripture says, and they are contradicted by the sufficiency and clarity that the Bible ascribes to itself. The perfection of Scripture also means, and this is something else worth thinking about, that the source of error in matters of faith and life is sin. Now, this is not to say that every error is solely or equally caused by sin. We're not saying uh, that in the worst possible sense that because Presbyterians believe in infant baptism, they are in sin, But we are saying that the the difference of opinion between a Baptist and their pedo-Baptist friends is something that uh, at some level, either in the Baptist or the pedo-Baptist, involves 
lack of conformity to the teaching of Scripture. What is sin? It's any lack of conformity unto or transgression of the law of God. So the source of error in matters of faith and life is sin. This is not to say that every error is solely or equally caused by sin. It is to say that unfallen men would not be guilty of sins of ignorance with regard to what they believed or practiced. How can we deny that? When the objection is raised that great men of God have differed, well, uh, those people who say that ought to go and read their biographies because they will then understand that great men of God have also had great blind spots. And the response to that objection to the sufficiency and clarity of Scripture must be that these great men of God were sinners nonetheless, and sinners with blind spots caused by their remaining sin. The sufficiency and clarity of Scripture must be the, be the presupposition as well with which we confront and seek guidance with regard to every issue of faith and life. It is our duty and our privilege to expect that our duty on any issue of faith and life will be sufficiently and clearly revealed in Scripture. Is it our duty? Do we have a duty with regard to something, but we're not sure what exactly that duty is? Well, we may be confident that we can discover our duty because we're equipped for every good work by Scripture. Any approach to the practical study of the Bible not rooted in such a perspective is improper and must tend to be ineffective because it both grieves the Spirit who breathed out the Scriptures and shows a lack of faith in the Scriptures. But issues like the Christian Sabbath, believers' baptism, the distinction between Calvinism and Arminianism, other perplexing issues, difficult as they can sometimes appear, must not be regarded as insoluble since they are clearly matters of duty. We must regard the Scriptures as sufficient and clear enough to resolve them. Thank you for listening to Confessing the Faith on the Man of God Network, brought to you by Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. CBTS is a confessional Reformed Baptist seminary which provides affordable online theological education to help the church in its calling to train faithful men for the gospel ministry. To learn more about how you can partner with us in providing informed scholarship with Pastoral Heart, visit cbtseminary.org.